Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Expense ratio. Maybe you've heard that term before. We get a lot of questions on it, so we thought we'd answer why this really truly matters in investing. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. A credit union that offers Bitcoin? Give me five. <laughs> For a limited time only, get $5 of free Bitcoin through the Southland Credit Union app. Enrollment is quick and easy. There's no hidden fees, and you can conveniently fund Bitcoin purchases directly from a Southland account. Claim your free Bitcoin today by going to thecollegeinvestor.com Southland. Bitcoin accounts and services provided by NIDIG. Not NCUA insured. Restrictions apply to Bitcoin bonus. See terms. And don't forget to check out thecollegeinvestor.com slash Southland to sign up. Alrighty, so according to American economist Burton Malkiel, the surest way to find an actively managed fund that will have top quartal returns is to look for a fund that has bottom quartal expenses. Malkiel, author of A Random Walk Down Wall Street and Chief Investment Officer of Wealthfront, he knows what he's talking about, is famous for his recommendation to avoid investment fees like the plague. <laughs> While his advice may be tongue-in-cheek, his conclusion is based on robust research. Active fund managers rarely outperform benchmark indexes, and they reliably charge higher fees than low-cost index funds. The combination of underperformance and higher fees erodes many investors' returns over time. While Malkiel advises against fees of all kinds, his research is especially focused on the expense ratios paid on mutual funds or exchange-traded funds, ETFs. An expense ratio explains how much of a fund's asset-based is used to cover overhead and administrative fees. Since a fund's expenses are paid out of the fund's assets, Every dollar spent on expenses means that returns are reduced by a dollar. If you're investing in mutual funds or ETFs, it's critical to understand what an expense ratio is and how much you're paying for it. Expense ratio. What it means. An expense ratio is an investment fee that you'll pay if you invest in mutual funds or ETFs. The expense ratio is expressed as a ratio of the fund's costs relative to the assets inside the fund. Expense ratios can range from 0% to 2.5% or more. Typically, broad-based index funds have very low expense ratios. By contrast, actively managed funds tend to have higher expense ratios. Why expense ratios matter in investing? Okay, so let's get to it. In certain investment communities, avoiding fees, particularly expense ratios, has become a substitute for an investment strategy. Sensing opportunity, Fidelity, which has long been a low-cost leader in the brokerage space, has even introduced four zero-fee ETFs as loss leaders to woo customers into the Fidelity ecosystem. Avoiding unnecessary fees certainly makes sense. Spending less on expenses means you keep more money in your investment account, of course. But that doesn't mean that an expense ratio is a bad fee. Sometimes paying a small expense ratio on your investment funds can make it easier for you to stick to your investing strategy. Over-focusing on expense ratios may lead to some ill-conceived investing behaviors. Let's take a look at an example. 
An investor may eschew investments in their workplace 401k plan because all the fund options carry modest expenses. Others may rack up capital gains by selling a fund every time they find a lower cost option. That said, let's take a look at investing numbers that may matter more than expense ratios. While slaying the fee dragon may feel good and heroic, it's not the most important factor in wealth building. If you're trying to grow an investment portfolio, you might want to focus on these numbers a little bit more than you focus on your expense ratios. First of all, most importantly, your savings rate. Your savings rate is the amount you save and invest relative to the amount you earn. If you're earning 40 grand per year and you manage to set aside 6,000 bucks, you have a 15% savings rate. If you earn $100,000, that $6,000 in savings only constitutes a 6% savings rate. Your personal savings rate is one of the primary drivers behind your ability to achieve financial independence. It is especially important to focus on this number in your early investment years. Your overall investment rate of return. So your overall investment rate of return is the total growth and dividends earned expressed as an annual percentage. As your wealth grows, your overall investment returns become increasingly important. If you have 25 grand saved, an 8% rate of return yields 2,000 bucks in growth. Not bad. A 10% rate of return yields 2,500 bucks. The $500 difference is driven entirely by your rate of return. The difference, which is already pronounced with a $25,000 portfolio, becomes even larger as you add more zeros to your portfolio, obviously. Of course, you can't directly control your investment rate of return. Nah, I wish we could. Market returns fluctuate, and investment options that seemed reliable when you bought them might fail to produce a return. One way to indirectly influence your rate of return is to focus on your asset allocation. Historically, stocks have produced the largest returns, while other asset classes have had lower returns. However, a blend of different assets can produce more reliable returns, which can boost your overall portfolio performance. Your tax rate on investments. This is huge. Understanding the federal tax code may seem like a daunting task for a typical DIY investor. Have you seen how thick the thing is? But a basic grasp of taxes and investing can really boost your investment returns. If you focus on tax-efficient investing, like using retirement accounts, avoiding unnecessary capital gains taxes, and of course avoiding tax penalties, you can see higher returns than if you didn't pay attention to these things. Most investors, even those who prefer self-directed investments, can take advantage of tax provisions that reduce their tax burden. Trading fees. Low-cost brokerages make it possible to avoid trading fees on stocks, ETFs, and other common products. However, many crypto brokerages still charge fees on every trade you make. Frequent traders may find that the fees they pay on crypto sites significantly erode their returns. So if you're dabbling in crypto trading, be sure to consider the fees when trading. Pay attention. And here are some final takeaways. Yes, minimizing your expense ratio can improve your portfolio's overall performance. But avoiding expenses is a tactic to boost returns. It shouldn't be mistaken for an investment strategy. Before you really dive deep into your portfolio, make sure you have an overall investment strategy that supports goals that are meaningful to you.
And that is our show for today. I hope it was helpful. And if it was, and you think, wow, this could really help out my friend, family member, or whatever, please share this with them. We'd be greatly honored if you did that. Plus, check out thecollegeinvestor.com. You can take a deep dive into all the stuff we talked about today because we flew through expense ratios. There's a lot to uncover. It's thecollegeinvestor.com. You can also follow us all over social media. Just search for us. You'll find us. We'd love to get to know you better. Thanks again for stopping by today, and we'll talk to you again real soon.